to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth the donations crew and the floor crew working in San Miguel Duenas for week number one. I'm going to have the crews introduce themselves, starting with Scott. Hi, I'm Scott Clark, and I am from Ortonville, Michigan. Hi, I'm Judy Hegan. I'm from Los Angeles, California. Hi, I'm Garland Peabody, and I'm from San Jose, California. Hi, I'm Nathan Cook, and I'm from Ortonville, Michigan. I'm Nancy Peabody from San Jose, California. I'm James Cleo from Ortonville, Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. It's good. To, why are you yeah. laughing already, Nancy? Because you're you're unhooking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little equipment, and uh, I guess I freaked her out with uh, with my technical skills of unplugging the I know, the they're impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of fun. You know, we're sitting here in a hotel room, and uh, we have some acoustic material on the walls to absorb the sound, uh, but we're literally speaking into a microphone, into an iPhone, whereas years ago, you may remember. Oh, remember, I remember. We had a whole room full of equipment, and it was very complicated and uh, very intimidating, and now it's just a tiny little phone with a little microphone on it, and we're here in Guatemala uh, recording a podcast, and it will be uploaded tonight, and so um um, it's just technology has changed our world. And then we come to places like Guatemala, and I've heard many people around this table say it feels like they've stepped back about a hundred years to see how people... Now, I'm seeing heads nod around the table. Right. Uh, that um, it's such a... Uh, it's like a time machine. It's such an amazing experience to see how our ancestors lived when in the U.S. many, many years ago. Uh, tell me about that time warp between how most of the people that you've visited, you've visited several homes now, and Judy and Nancy have been here for years past and seen a lot of the kids coming through donations and their moms uh, Tell me what's the one thing that you noticed the biggest difference between our high-tech world in the U.S. and this very low-tech world here in Guatemala. What's one thing that has stood out to you? Yeah, since I, you've been I, it here? just surprises me in this day and age that there's still homes without indoor plumbing, without um, electricity in some cases. Um, Dirt floors, I, I, it, it just amazes me. Um, so I, I think that's that's what makes me step back. You know, we, the challenge you gave us the other night of, of taking a shower like they do here, uh, a two-bucket shower. Um, I hope I never take hot water for granted again. Mm. I still find it shocking to be driving to our site and I'm seeing somebody on a horse. Uh, today I saw a donkey. I see people gathering wood for their um, heat or to sell, probably, I'm assuming. And um, we have a lot of the moms that come with the kids to the donation center still in very traditional dress with their 
beautiful colors, their beautiful aprons on, and still very traditional, which would is just so unusual from where we come from. Most of the ladies have a skirt, mm-hmm. and a lot of the clothes are handmade, blouses, what have you. But yeah, very, very traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Beautiful. It's. I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. One of the things I find interesting, like what Nancy was saying, made me think is um, when we get to the site every morning, there's so many different things going on. There's like men working on the road. There's a guy honking in his, you know, big rig. There's, you know, um, two guys carrying a big piece of wood across the street. And then there's a bunch of missionaries waiting to get in. So there's like no matter what what year you're in, there's always like so much stuff going on. We have like, um, you know, with us, we have commuter traffic. <laughs> You know, we have all that going on, but it's almost like it's the same thing, only it's, you know, people doing things like handiwork and, you know, there's two guys doing road work with one orange cone, but it's all, it's all similar, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just as crazy as our life is. Yeah, just different but tools just, yes. and different clothes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of the shovels that we see at the homes, their handles are carved pieces of wood. They're not machined out of ash. They're, they're carved pieces of local wood that, right. that they've made to fit their accent when the first ones rotted away or broke or whatever. I mean, with a machete. Li- yes, like little. That's right. Little stripped it with yeah. a machete. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been amazed at traffic. You know, from where we come from, everybody is in a hurry. Everybody's trying to get around everybody. Everybody's trying to push everybody out of the way. And I've just noticed, especially like with our bus drivers. And I know they they do this for a living, but they're still they're incredibly patient, they're incredibly kind. They just you know they they're it's not that they're not in a hurry, but they just know that the distance from here to here, if you're if you're having to rush 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 rush, is probably only a, maybe a minute or two minutes difference than just taking your time and just relaxing and being comfortable and driving. So true, you know, it was one of the biggest challenges for me when I started driving here. You can't make up time, and it just tortures your brain. You know, I mean, you just torture yourself trying to do that. And if you fall into the rhythm, like I had to literally look at the speedometer and say, it's 25. Like, at 25, I'm calm. I'm collect- Like, just keep it at 25. And oh, and now I just feel it takes me a couple of days to just feel the rhythm. Like, just slow down and feel the rhythm that everything moves slow. It moves constant, but Absolutely. it's slow. And you're right. They're very gracious. Like, yeah. people stopping, waving in. And the, there's no horn honking very little. like mm-hmm. a gesture of anger. I mean, you just don't don't see or feel the road rage. In a town without signal lights, in a town without stop signs, for the most part, you go through town and they don't have these things. You know, we're we're from a country that has difficulty negotiating roundabouts because we're so self-centered of getting in and not letting Mm -hmm. someone else. And here, things just flow. The bigger truck usually wins, but still, it just it just flows. And like I said, you see no aggression. And it's a beautiful thing. No, and there's people walking everywhere. I mean, there's no crosswalks. There's no. I mean, people, animals. Yeah. Everything's walk. Everything's in the street. Especially the the more rural the village, 
the more the car is like the exception to the rule of traffic have, on the road. Yeah. You have the bicycles and the motorcycles. A and music the band. Yeah. <laughs> the funeral. Yeah, we passed the procession, the funeral, and the yeah, fascinating traffic. You're right. Traffic's just it just amazes me. I want to be that patient. Even when I go home, I want to be that patient. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm not. Nancy can attest. <laughs> mm. Talking about traffic, like the one thing that surprises me the most is how many animals there are, the dogs and the cats. And from, yeah. like, from you know, in Michigan and stuff, if I see a dog on the road, I'd stop my car, I'd get it and make sure it's okay if it's like a stray. <laughs> but here they don't, I mean, some they have acknowledged them a little bit, but not as much as I would. And it's hard for me not to pet them and... I'm like, sure it I'm, is. I, I haven't yet, but <laughs> yeah. it's very hard. The dogs know too. Like I always think we're gonna like hit one. They're like right in the middle of like the road. I like they look at you and then they just like swerve at the last minute. Like they're like no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> if I see a dog crossing the road, everyone would stop and we'd all help it. And here they just go and then let the dog let the dog move. So, but it amazes me how many dogs are, mm-hmm. how many strays and, and everything. The dogs seem as humble as the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen an aggressive dog other than one that, you know, barked at us as we approached, and then the owner shoot it away, and the last we saw it, <laughs> that was he was only doing his job there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what surprised me most was like how easily the kids are entertained. Like uh-huh. I was like, like babysitting in Michigan. Like you always got to have like the next thing planned. After like fifteen <laughs> minutes, you're like, what are we doing next? I played football for like an hour today mm-hmm. with a bunch of kids. And all they want to do is play more football. Mm-hmm. Like, they just keep telling, like, I was like, I got to go back to work. And they're like, just play football. Stay. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I was like, I just was thinking about that and, like, telling other people about that, too. Like, that would never happen in America. Like, people, mm-hmm. like the kid would be like, we're done. Yeah, we have our cars and all this stuff, and we can drive anywhere, and we're still like, what do we do? And then yeah, they're yeah, here, exactly. they have a ball, and they exactly. can right. satisfy themselves for hours and hours. Yeah. Genuinely One. happy. One really beat up old ball. Yeah, and they're not even soccer balls. They're like just plastic. hard plastic balls. I thought they were cool, but I was like, I was asking for a football, and that's not what I was expecting uh-huh. to like get. Yeah, that's a football here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What else? Anything else? Jump out. One really good thing here is the food. I haven't had a bad meal yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That everybody. That's very true. <laughs> the hotel Candelaria does not have bad food. Right? No, they don't. What a beautiful hotel this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice with the rain falling. I like it. So this is almost halfway uh, through our week, right? We have Tuesday evening right now, and uh, our work weekends on Friday. <laughs> it's oh, it's Wednesday. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> Wednesday, our work, Guatemala time. <laughs> our work weekends on Friday. Uh, what's one word that you would use to describe your experience so far this week? Because one of the things that, you know, one of the toughest things is you get home, people say, So, how's Guatemala? You know, like, how's your weekend? How's your vacation? Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it's hard to say good (laughs) when so much has happened. You know, it's one of the reasons why we try to do these podcasts is to help people remember what happened on Wednesday. Because by the time you go home on Sunday, so much has happened since Wednesday. 
So, so far, if like you had to pick one word to describe your experience, or describe how you felt about your experience, what would you say? I would say different. Different? How so? Just the culture and the food, the way people do things around here is just way different. What I've, I'm used to because I haven't been anywhere other than the States, so just way different. Can you give me one example of something that, other than the dogs you mentioned? Okay. Um, well, I definitely like, the, um, like you said, you enjoy the rain falling mm-hmm. through and like, all the houses and buildings. They all have like open like courtyards and stuff. And we would never have that because all the rain gets in our house, we'd freak out, you know. <laughs> we were not like that. But here, like the, um, the place we meet at every day, they have like that opening by the hallway and the rain falls in and stuff. And they just, that's how it is here. And they have the courtyard here, the rain falls in. It's just different, but it's nice. It's really great at night. There's a yeah. big open courtyard in the middle of the hotel here. It's three stories. And so... It's like it's raining inside the hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, a beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. They have those cannons that actually flow the water from each level into the center of the courtyard. Yes. They? These tubes from the yeah, roof. The tubes. That, they look like little cannons that are just that are sitting there. That's really cool. It's, a, it's great to fall asleep to. Yes. I mean, it is the lulling of the rain. That's very true. One word, Nancy? I would say appreciated that you are appreciated I feel it with every child that comes in there Mm. and with their moms that are waiting at the door I mean it's we've had so many hugs yes hugs and And kisses and hugs kisses I don't I'm not quite sure what they're saying but I say muchas gracias I say adios I say mucho gusto because I am glad to meet them. I thank them for what, I mean, to be that open and loving and appreciative um, for just the few things we give them. Mm. Um, it's also very humbling uh, from that, but it's, it's overwhelming, really. Why is it humbling? Humbling? There are many many um, reasons because they have done the community has done so much work to get ready for us to arrive and I I do feel like we're kind of doing the easy part mm-hmm. you know we may have brought the donations we're kind of sorting them we're helping them get them but the work that these and I think most of them are women that they do to prepare for our coming I'm just humbled by that mm-hmm. where we're taking you know a week or two of vacation time they've spent months getting ready for this they have and then you're appreciated so much for I mean we've only been doing it a couple days Please. now and <laughs> you think we do this all the time and it's it's just it's humbling mm-hmm. it's humbling surprising like the first house we did a floor in like from the outside like I could not like probably get a grasp on like what was inside and like when I got inside that's like not what I was expecting like the walls like a wall we did was just all cardboard like I would like feel like maybe it would just be like cement or something because that's what it looks like from the outside 
like it's just a cement building but you get inside and it's like corn stalks there's their walls cardboards their walls they don't barely have like anything you go into a building like you think would be like from the outside it looks kind of nice and the inside it's all dirt floors and everything and everything they do in their house like everything we'd have at our house that's outside like the hose and like all the equipment stored outside it's all inside somewhere like it's kind of like chaotic but they have they know where it is it's organized so it's surprising like what's inside I think I I was with you with that house with the cardboard walls I haven't seen that in a long time it was a big room Uh, it was really tall Mm -hmm. and there were these meticulously placed cardboard pieces big cardboard boxes that it was so clean and beautiful. I mean, just, uh, but I, I, in fact, I didn't even know what it was at first. I had to get close to it to see. You know how you, you have like a cardboard box and then it gets wet and then it dries? It kind of has that rippled mm-hmm. effect to it. That's what this whole wall was because it's catching rain on the other side of it. Um, but I, I haven't seen it. It was two, two of the walls. Were, it was all three. Was all it really? Three, yeah. Well, yeah. The room part, back and two sides, where we did, yeah, it was all three, and then it like went into corn stalks, I think, or something, or a more like tough material. That, but the bedroom area is it corn that we did, or is it sugar cane? No, it's actually corn stalks. Yeah, yep. Because the, the corn here, uh, th- these corn stalks are really tall. They can grow like twelve feet high. Uh-huh. It's just the type of variety that grows here, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty substantial stock and so that's what they do they they stitch those together with wire and they have to replace them about every year because they just rot out you know i was i thought it was bamboo at the first house and then like you just touched it and your like hand would go through it oh yeah like i was and i was like that can't be bamboo right yeah the first three years i was here i thought it was i just assumed it was bamboo i said no it's corn they do have bamboo, I think, because I used a bamboo stick to get mangoes out of tree today. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah. I have video of that. I have video. <laughs> I, it, it was, was hard. Funny. They like, they went, I saw them do it and they're like, boom, 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 just like popping them down and like, it was like raining mangoes. <laughs> I was up there for like five minutes trying to get one and they're like pointed at other ones and... I was playing soccer with them, and they wanted me to come because I was taller. And I still couldn't get them. I finally got the hang of it, like towards the end, and could get it. And then you gotta catch it too, so it doesn't. Have to the stick, I, yeah. the bamboo stick, was designed with a little Y at the end, and if you caught the stem of the mango just right, it had like a little sharp edge, and you Pop popped it. it, and it just it just dropped. But to get the stick in the right position. It, <laughs> I don't feel bad. They've been doing this their whole lives. Yeah. <laughs> All their whole lives. Did you try the mangoes? No, not yet. I'm going to. Oh, my. They're unbelievable. You've never had a mango until you've had a tree-ripened mango mm-hmm. in Guatemala. It's just, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, it's, it's, we had like 15 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to give those to Marie and have her uh, cut them up for us. Fantastic. Garland, you got one word (coughs) description? Actually, I have carried your word with me 
all the rest, all since you brought it up, as bendecitos, mm. blessed. Mm. I just, I really, truly, truly have felt blessed by these families. I mean, I have, you know, every year, you know, I know, you know, they're grateful and everything else, but for some reason, the families that we've visited this time have been just really, you could just feel how much that they really love and care about and are so happy that we are there helping them. I just really feel blessed. Mm. Truly. Mm. Um, my one word would be lucky for me because I feel like everything that happened in order for me to get here and to meet you that one day, it's, it's like there's just, there's so many people that have never experienced this so I feel like at least I'm one of the lucky ones that actually got to experience going on a mission trip mm. and um, I just feel like there's so many people that will never know what it's like to help somebody and to get to get all that appreciation and to be humbled by it and and just to get to meet people that you would never meet you know and like all these people that you know are praying for you that you know that you'll know forever you know it's just this great, I don't know, just I feel so lucky. Because if everything didn't work out the way it was, you know, if God hadn't planned me to be here, you know, I could be someplace else and never have experienced what it is to care for people that I've never met. Amen. Scott? I think my word uh, sums up a couple different certainly builds on what Judy just said my, my word is grateful and it it comes on many levels I'm grateful to having been born in the United States someone once and I read somewhere that I have a 1 in 28 chance of being born in the United States hmm. and I'm very grateful for that but I'm grateful to see this place this is my second time here and I'm just grateful to, to be in a place where I can see the love and the happiness that exists in a, in a world that isn't dominated by high technology and materialism and selfishness and those types of things. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm grateful for the, my church that had sent me here. I'm grateful for... Um, for you, Sean, and what you have done, um, I've, uh, three people from my church have come this time, and and we're already talking about next year. <laughs> already talking about next year. So I'm grateful on, on so many different levels from that point of view. Praise God. Speaking of your church, uh, many of you were sent as ambassadors of your churches. They. They couldn't come for some whatever reason. For whatever reason, they supported you. They prayed for you, or maybe uh, helped you financially make it possible for you to be here. Do you have any final thoughts uh, for them? Those that uh, made it possible for you to be here, sitting with me today. I'm I'm always impressed how when you uh, put out a need. We need gently used clothes, we need toiletries, we need school supplies, we need gently used shoes, and we also put out that we would like new underwear and new socks. Um, 
and new shoes if possible. And sometimes there's a little slow start, but people come through. Mm. You, um, anybody listening to this podcast can go online and look at the pictures of the donations that we've had. Mm-hmm. We could not purchase those right. at all in the volume that we have. And it, it, it just does my heart good to know that they're out there and people are... And I've had many people at church and at work say, you know, either I can't do this or I'm, I would be uncomfortable doing this, but you're doing this, and I can give you these things so I can at least part, participate that way. Mm-hmm. Or I could help um, financially support your trip, and I can participate that way also. Mm-hmm. I come from a church where the average attendance is 30 to 35 people. And that church stepped up, sent three missionaries here, each carrying 100 pounds of donations. I figure that somewhere around $5,500 from a church of 30 to 35 people. Wow. Praise God. And, and they do. They love the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and, and we can't wait to get back and to do the slideshow and show them what impact they have had on, on, on the people of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we could not do it without them. Mm-hmm. No, like, like Nancy said, we couldn't buy all that yeah. stuff. And you, mm-hmm. you really need to see the photos. Yes. This, this week especially. They're impressive. We were so blessed with so many really great donations. And we can assure you, everyone who donated a set of tennis shoes or bought some underwear for these kids, it is going to a very worthy cause. It is. Uh, we um, assure you. Real quick, we had a boy today that he was so excited, and Lillian took pictures of him because he took off his old SpongeBob Crocs and threw on his new Velcro sneakers, and he was just so excited. He he couldn't wait. <laughs> then he handed his mom the SpongeBob Crocs and said, "Here, take these." <laughs> but I mean, it's, I'm done with them. <laughs> if the people back home like they don't get to see how much the children are, are like, they are so happy to get two pairs of underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, these yes. could be the only underwear they ha- they've had since who knows when, or maybe they don't have any underwear. But to see a child that excited over underwear and mm-hmm. socks mm-hmm. and so and be so appreciative of what they're being given, it's just, to get to see that and experience it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I think I speak for myself and Nate, because we did a um, can drive after Memorial Day. And we raised over like four hundred dollars for wow. to come here and to donate. Praise so we're really thankful for everyone idea. that donated all their cans, because they could have just took that and returned them and got the money themselves. But mm-hmm. they decided to give it to us. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great idea. And our church, our church helped a ton. Like, all um, pretty much all the money. Like, we put a lot of hours into fundraising, and it doesn't even come close to what they gave us. Like financially so I never thought like that much fundraising would only get you that little but like (laughs) it really puts like a perspective on how like willing the church is to send us and I really appreciate that praise God we we, I think we're truly blessed by you know and I want the people at home to know that we're truly blessed by those that support in any way shape form or fashion Mm -hmm. because a lot of us you know, 
it would be really hard for us to be able to do some of these things. Some years, you know, for Nancy and I, some years it's been, you know, we've been able to do, you know, quite a bit. And some, one year, you know, one year, we we didn't have the support, we wouldn't have been here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so friends and family that help to support you, help to donate, that, you know, we have some friends of ours that they just give us money and they say, here, you buy whatever you need yep. to bring mm-hmm. to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and we just, okay, and we do. She goes on a shopping spree. Nancy yeah. likes that. <laughs> Savers. <laughs> Half price day. <laughs> You're amazed at how many jeans we bought. Really? It's, it's a thrift store. Mm. And what do, you, what do you mean? Like, what did we do? 30 pairs of no, jeans? We had like 30, 40 30 pairs of jeans? 30 to 40 jeans. pairs of boys and girls children's jeans that were in really great shape. And we got how many pairs of shoes? Oh, they had... I felt that God was there that day. It was it was a Memorial Day sale because we've been there many times, and the shoe quality is just it's horrible. It's just shoes that you wouldn't buy mm-hmm. yourself or to mm-hmm. give to your kids. They must have had so many dress shoes, mm-hmm. and I mean black, nice boys, girls, and children's shoes that were just. And it's like. Where did these come from? I mean, I have been here before. They've never been here. Mm-hmm. But we were, we were funded, and we went, and it was it was great. And it's because of these, you know, our donations, and it's because you know friends and family that that want to participate cannot come, but want to participate in what we're doing. Amen. Well, thank you, all the supporters who are listening <laughs> to this. Uh, Dom Reese and I could. We couldn't do any anything close. Couldn't make anywhere near the impact without your support. And thank you for sending this group of outstanding, faithful, uh, just a powerfully faithful group of sincere volunteers who they're missionaries. They're truly mission. I told them the first day. Um. <laughs> uh, they're missionaries, and they are. You are, every one of you. And we're honored to work side by side with you um, for the sake of these children Amen. and their families. Um, it's one of my, my laments um, that I don't get a chance to hang out with you more. And it's because uh, I'm doing what I'm doing to keep materials in front of you, and so you're not waiting on things like that. But. Um, I do like to take this opportunity uh, to say on behalf of Don Reese and myself, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for loving these kids and their family with your corazones tan grandes, (laughs) big, big hearts. Uh, And thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing these awesome stories on the podcast. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. Until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no y me
ചിരയൊത്തുന്നു 